Hey, this is Seth Scruggs, co-host of Rewatch. We're very excited to announce that we are going to be premiering a short film called Five Minutes. It was directed by me, and it was produced and written by Zachary Vaughn. We shot it back in December, and we're getting ready to release it on August 28th at 6 p.m. It will be premiering on YouTube as a live premiere. Uh, you can find all the information on Instagram at MarkSpotsTheX Productions. Following the premiere of the film, we are going to be hosting a live Q&A at 6.15 uh, where we're going to talk about the film and you can come out and ask us questions and we'll be excited to answer them. August 28th at 6pm with a Q&A following at 6.15, the premiere of 5 Minutes, a short film by Seth Scruggs and Zachary Vaughn. Hey, and welcome to Rewatch, the podcast about movies that we love and movies that we haven't seen yet. My name is Seth Scruggs. And this is where I say that I'm Zachary Vaughn. (laughs) And this week we're talking about a movie that Zach chose. The way this works is each week one of us will pick a movie that the other hasn't seen, and we both watch it, and then we talk about it. This week Zach chose a movie, and we're going to talk about it. Sorry, I I thought you were leaving room for me to... Say Zombieland. I thought that was a setup for that. No, this this is your chance. Say it now. Okay, Zombieland. <laughs> um, so Zombieland came out in two thousand nine. It's a comedy, action, adventure, horror, gruesome, bloody adventure. It's great. It's directed by Ruben Fleischer, and it stars Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson, and Abigail Breslin. It's an adventure in the zombie apocalypse of survival and keeping your wits about you, but not being too focused on your own survival, that you can't take time to help everybody else and enjoy the little things. That is a really beautiful summary of this movie, and definitely not one that I would have come up with on my own. I may have prepared that. (laughs) cool well this week i I guess i guess go first on my first impressions Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i did last week too uh because we did the devil episode but this week i get to again yeah oh man um my first impressions are that i should have not been eating when i watched this movie for reasons i'm sure we'll talk about (laughs) yeah yep that's a good call or bad call, actually. <laughs> yep. Yep. What what about you? Your return impressions on the film? I I loved it again. I loved it the first time. It was hilarious and disgusting and just really cool to watch all at the same time. I love I love Woody Harrelson as an actor, as a person, maybe not so much. But as an actor, he's great. I love most of his movies that he's been in, um, most of his roles. He's always funny, always epic. Um, Jesse Eisenberg is really good at playing Jesse Eisenberg, and I really like some of... I really like the way that comes into a lot of his characters. Um, 
Yeah. On a on a just a side note, Woody Harrelson might be one of the most interesting people in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh his his family history is weird, but then also like he was I think it was him. He was roommates with Mike Pence. Like current current vice president Mike Pence, like he and Woody Harrelson were roommates wow. because Woody Harrelson was like super like into Christianity at the time like he went to like a small bible college i i'm thinking that was hold on i'm i'm googling that as we talk uh but i'm pretty sure that he and yeah yeah he and he and mike pence like mike pence quote mentored woody harrelson they're like they're like they were friends and they he like they're yeah they were great friends in in college um proof that mike's mike pence did a great job at one other thing (laughs) going to college well i was it was it was a dig at our current vice president <laughs> that, that's that's fair i think and yeah. we've gotten political and we've gotten political um yeah all that to say that uh witty harrelson uh oh yeah his dad was a hitman too mm-hmm. um fun fact uh who was convicted like that that was yeah anyway so he's he's a very very colorful fellow that's has no bearing on this movie uh do you want to get into what we liked and what we didn't yeah (laughs) okay cool uh i will say okay so i liked a lot about this movie there's a lot i didn't like i don't think i liked it as much as you did um i liked i mean i thought it's obviously very funny um i liked the fact that it didn't take itself too seriously um i mean the writers of this wrote deadpool so like we're in that same vein one of the things i thought was really cool was how um how well it incorporated like titles into like the world of the movie and how every single time that a rule was followed uh the the rule like popped up on screen so if you if you haven't seen the film Jesse Eisenberg's character Columbus has all of these rules that he follows in order to help him survive the zombie apocalypse. And every single time that you see one of those rules followed, uh, you that shows up and it shows up on screen and says, this is what he just did. So what, and one of the, the things that the movie did so well at incorporating those rules is it opens with a long voiceover of him talking about his rules and being like, here are the, here are the top four rules that I developed to survive the zombie apocalypse. And then there's like a credit sequence that shows the rampage of the zombie apocalypse. And then immediately we get a scene in which all four of those rules that he just discussed are followed. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I thought that was really, uh, really cool yeah it's a really they the integration and interaction with titles is something that i haven't seen in anything else um because it's it's they put the titles in universe to an extent like they don't acknowledge that they're there but like when people are running by they'll clip a title and the eel fall off and it's a really cool the titles are done in such a tangible way that isn't in pretty much anything else, which is really cool. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm seeing 
more and more movies now that I would say are like influenced by the internet in that in their editing style or in how they're made and like that kind of thing. But this movie doesn't, this movie's 2009. Um, so it's not really at a point where the internet is going to influence it too much. So the fact that it um, is what it is so much is so, is, is really impressive to me um, and really kind of cool that it, it, that it does that. Mm-hmm. I liked that uh, they, they discuss briefly they mentioned facebook which jesse eisenberg is in the social network um, like a year later yeah later so it's not even it's it's not even a callback which there are no. so many references to other movies in the movie and i love that what seems like a callback if you know jesse eisenberg was in the social network isn't because he wasn't in it yet yeah yeah it is it is funny uh i like that a lot as well um you know, and I like that, so obviously uh, Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg are in another movie later called Now You See Me uh, that also ends in an amusement park on a carousel. Uh, so that's that's funny um, as well. There's lots of little things like that that obviously aren't intentional, and I don't think they were intentional in the later movies either. Right. But uh, they, they're they there, and so it's all everything is everything is connected in that sense. Um, I think the performances are good. I I think that, you know, they kind of are, are what they are. Um, yeah. You know, the, you, you get these, these four people together and they're funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Abigail Breslin is Abigail, Abigail Breslin, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, she's kind of at the height, really like right post adorable little girl phase mm-hmm. here. We get like there were like so many movies where Abigail Breslin is like the adorable little girl for like a long time. Yeah. She was that she that was her. And so she's kind of coming out of it. And I think that um this is an interesting role for her in that regard. Obviously, Emma Stone is great, really at the start of her career in a mm-hmm. sense here. Yeah. Is this before or after Easy A? This is a couple years before so we're we're like right before she really hits stardom Mm -hmm. in a sense um you know woody harrelson obviously he's kind of he's interesting in that he's kind of a big name and a major face but he he bops around into all these different kinds of movies yeah and plays sometimes similar characters sometimes not you know occasionally he he surprises us and he's like a totally different character mm-hmm. um obviously this movie is just a few years before hunger games which really you know is kind of the biggest i think i would say probably one of the bigger mainstream things that he's been in here he's kind of playing the same character that he plays in uh now you see me yeah. um you know that kind of elusive angry uh guy um you know jesse eisenberg like you said kind of plays jesse eisenberg again um but i i like it and i think when he gets a role that really suits uh his acting style and what he's doing it works yeah and this character is very clearly not um not mark zuckerberg right he is different 
um, in that in many regards mm-hmm. as well. So I think that I think that he's definitely not like pigeonholed in this movie. At no, all. and like uh, he's also in uh, Batman versus Superman as Lex Luthor, and so that's also a very different role. Um, yeah. He he shifted kind of after this movie. I think really after the Social Network, he shifted into playing these kind of mastermind characters mm-hmm. of like you know because he plays that kind of role in Now You See Me. He plays that role obviously in the Social Network, um, and then with Lex Luthor, he plays this kind of like nerdy but like elusive and very matter of fact, smartest guy in the room thing. And he's not that in this movie at all, right? Um, you know he's he's very much the uh not like underdog maybe he's he's not the smartest person on this team and he's not the most equipped person on this team Mm -hmm. but he is kind of our hero that's carrying us through yeah i've talked a lot about the things that i i liked do you do you have anything that that you particularly like that i haven't touched on um in general woody harrelson uh he's just he's just the biggest comedic milestone i think in in the whole movie um just his his joy at destruction that keeps coming up and coming up and coming up um almost like a naive joy that he just wants a twinkie i think in uh, a lot of screenwriting uh courses books whatever um they talk about intention and obstacle or like what the character wants, what the character's goal is and uh, how it has to be uh, strong enough to where it's believable. And I think it is amazing that he basically, he outright states what his goal is for the movie. And it's to get a freaking Twinkie. Which breaks two rules in filmmaking in that, one, he told us uh, there's the major rule of, like, show, don't tell. Show that he wants this. Show that this character wants this. You know, we we are shown that uh, Columbus wants a home and a family in the way that he attaches to people. And in the way that he kind of immediately latches on to uh tallahassee the first other person that he sees tallahassee says i just want a twinkie and that's it and we see that we're shown that in the hostess truck but at the the beginning of the film that he opens and it's just snowballs but the whole thing is just like he wants a twinkie that's all he wants and that's what he says and then also that those are like the lowest stakes possible we're in the middle of the zombie apocalypse he doesn't want to find his family members he doesn't want to kill anyone i mean he wants to kill zombies but not out of revenge so much as just he wants to he wants to kill some zombies because he's violent he what what he wants more than anything is a twinkie you could probably find deeper meaning in that but i like to believe that when they were discussing his character, that was his true motivation. Easily. I think so. Mm -hmm. I think um, the movie does a decent job at building the world that they're in. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I have... There's some things that I might pick on that I probably will pick on later, but um, 
I I do think that you know it's pretty pretty interesting. It's interesting how small the world is um, of the characters. You know, a lot of zombie apocalypse movies would try to bring in lots of people, but the cast list, like if you look at the cast list at the end, it's really small. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your four main characters. You got Bill Murray, um, and you've got a couple other people and then everyone else are stunt performers that play zombies. Do you want to talk about the Bill Murray cameo? I thought that was just so great (laughs) because Woody, again, Woody Harrelson, my man Mm -hmm. reacts exactly the way I would. If it was, (laughs) he just, he just geeks out over meeting Bill Murray. And I love that. It's not some made-up Hollywood movie star. It's Bill Murray, and they have Bill Murray play him, and they're, it's just, it's so fun, and then they make a really dumb decision <laughs> that has and super obvious instant consequences. And it's, you know, it's very irreverent of, like, Bill Murray's career in the same way that Bill Murray is irreverent of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, picking on garfield which at that point wasn't even that old like it wasn't it wasn't like um they were going back 15 years no no like that was like a few years old at that point mm-hmm. and i think that's that's hilarious um yeah i think that that was a there could have been so many other people who that could have ended up being and i'm sure there were there were versions of the script that it was other people mm-hmm. but the only one that really makes sense is bill murray and you know, he, he probably shot for three days and is the best part of that movie. Mm-hmm. My my roommate and I rewatched this together. Cause we had both seen it. And his favorite line in the entire movie is when Little Rock asks who Bill Murray is. And Tallahassee replies, look, I've never had a kid before. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great line. So any any other major like likes about the movie that you really want to touch on? I have one more thing that I want to talk about, but I want to, before we kind of, because it kind of bridges this gap between likes and dislikes, but I want to hear, I want to hear what you. I really liked that Little Rock and Wichita were able to dupe the guys twice. Because it's such, it's such a satisfying event the first time and predictable the first time. You're like, oh, they're meeting these people. They're going to trick them. Yep. Look that, look at that. They tricked them. And then everything's going good. They go down and they're like ready to get, they're ready to give what's coming to the girls. And then they got him again. And it's like, oh, well played. I I think that they're, the relationship um, between the guys and the girls um, is really, really good. Um, And I like, I like how it grows over the course of the movie. Um, which kind of brings me to the last thing that I wanted to talk about under liking the film. I, I thought the screenplay was pretty good. Um, and I also thought that the screenplay was not good in some ways. So that that's what I meant when I kind of talked about bridging this gap of likes and dislikes. Um, I liked that it was, it's kind of simple. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the story beats are kind of there. Um, and you kind of know what they are when you see them and because of that you kind of know where it's going um you know and part of that i think is that 
I had like obviously we're uh, almost 11 years out from when this movie came out so I knew there's a sequel I knew the care these characters made it out I knew those things which kind of ruins a little bit of the suspension of disbelief like I know I know Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin are going to make it out of this movie mm-hmm. because they're in the next one. So I'm good. Like I, it's going to be okay. Yeah. I thought the characters um, were very well fleshed out. I thought that they're the way that they interact, they're consistent in what they do. Um, I also, I think that there were some really good things that they did about building the world. I think there were some other things that I didn't care for as much, but before I get into that, what, what are your thoughts kind of on the screenplay? I think it's good. I think it did what it set out to do, which is be a funny screenplay. Um, It, it, it is not right to hold this to a standard of depth that other movies no. meet because it's not trying for that. Um, its goal is to be a good comedy. And I think it does a great job of that. This is not this is not a thinker. It's no it, it doesn't no, it doesn't all. leave you thinking. It may leave you a bit nauseous, but it doesn't leave you thinking. Which is not a bad thing, because that's not what its goal is. No, it is incredibly entertaining and it's short. Like it's under 90 minutes, just under 90 minutes. So it, it does, you know, I watched, I watched it this morning, actually, you know, in in the morning, you know, I started it at eight o'clock. I was done by nine 30 and like moved on with my day. So I think that it, it does, does well in that regard. If you don't mind, we can jump into, uh, kind of what we'll at least start with what I didn't care for as much in the film. Um, I should preface this by saying that this isn't necessarily my thing. Um, not necessarily like right up my alley as far as taste goes. So that's obviously, that obviously colors like my response to a lot of this. Um, I'll start with what I was saying about world building. To me, I thought that the they're very consistent in the world and the world is very consistent but i couldn't really tell what the rules were as far as like what constitutes a zombie how does this spread how does this you know i think that we they kind of jumped into here are his rules for surviving the zombie apocalypse and that's good here's how he found out about the zombie apocalypse that's good um he being Columbus in both of those circumstances. But I felt like there needed to be something along the lines of here's how this spreads and what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they kind of have that set up perfectly with the narration to be like, to have him say, tell us how, how, how did this, does this spread? And he, he hints at it in a couple of different places and it's kind of unnerving um given our current circumstances <laughs> uh obviously we want to make evergreen content uh, and so anyone can listen to this anytime but we're in the middle of a global pandemic so like hearing about a virus spreading and causing mass chaos is not not the most reassuring thing yeah 
but I thought that, you know, because I wasn't sure. So they there's the scene where they're talking about how Little Rock's been bitten. Obviously, it's a it's a con, but they're talking about Little Rock having been bitten. And I didn't know they got very serious, but it took me a second and maybe I'm just slow, but it took me a second to like catch up to, okay, this is how the virus spreads because up to that point, every person that we had seen get bitten by a zombie had been completely devoured. Yeah. And so there wasn't a lot of showing of, okay, here's what happens when you just get bitten, which is it spreads um and there had been a moment of him uh with with the girl that he like invites into his apartment there had been a moment of them saying that you know she had he had tried to bite her but they they hadn't said whether or not he actually had and um about this guy this homeless dude who was like chasing her down trying to bite her and they hadn't said if she actually had or he actually had so it wasn't it wasn't as clear to me um how it spread and i think that 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 was an important detail that i kind of missed yeah they they don't do a great job at explaining explaining that because i've all i've often wondered in zombie movies okay do zombies are zombies just focused on spreading it or are they focused on eating it and then how are more zombies made if they just eat all the people because yes zombies are the undead but like if you eat all of a person's body then there isn't really anything left to be reanimated um yeah i that that confused me a bit too yeah i think it's like time travel movies um and and i because i think part of what they were trying to do what they we're relying on is everyone kind of knows how zombies work but just like time travel movies each time that you introduce the concept you have to give us what rules you're working with Mm -hmm. so does it spread through the air does it spread through contact does it spread through being bitten how does it spread and then from there we can go and he, he again like i said he hints at it with well, it started with mad cow disease, and then it turned into this, and then it turned into zombies. But I think that we could have, there could have been a little bit more of an explanation of like, here's what it is. And with the kind of narrative device that they have set up of flashbacks as well, which I didn't care for as much either, but it's there. We could have flashback and seen the first person who got infected. Mm-hmm. And then seeing how that played out and how that moved on and then cut back and been fine. I think that would have been a really, a really fitting way with the way the movie was done um, to do it. Like, because you have the opening sequence of all these people who have nothing to do, like who aren't characters being chased down by zombies and stuff. And like, so that would have very much fit the style of filmmaking. Um, And you had a sister whatever who got the zombie kill of the week who's completely unrelated um yeah i think that would which i want to come back to i want to come back to her as well okay uh in a moment yeah yeah i think that would have been a good way to help lay the pipe and and it would have been easy it would have been you know a two minute sequence that um 
could have just opened up the the movie a little bit more and maybe there was a draft where that was there and it just ended up getting cut for other reasons that we don't know but i think that that would have been i mean for me at least that would have been a valuable um valuable time spent um both in production but then also like watching the movie that would have been something that would have helped me a lot um as a as a viewer so something interesting about the film and i don't know if you knew this but i i was researching it um prepping for the episode uh it was originally going to be a tv series yes and that's where the zombie kill of the week came from was originally there was going to be like as part of the show here's the zombie kill of the week and then someone performs the zombie kill of the week um i think personally i think that this this would have been a better show interesting okay you you don't what what are you thinking i think it's a good thing that it was a movie and not a show okay why i don't think it's as sustainable it's not as compelling an extended narrative as it is as a one two off um or at least with the characters as they are written which granted they were rewritten to be for a movie not a series i don't need to know any more about their life like there's not a part that i feel like is missing like series you want it to be okay so now how do they handle this how do they handle this how do they handle this like and then what's what's coming next what's uh what will affect their lives next i didn't i don't feel that draw like i want to see i haven't seen zombie land double tap which i want to but i want to see it because i know it's funny and it's a sequel to zombie land but it's not a oh i've been waiting with bated breath to find out what happens to them it's a i know this is going to be another fun one shot that's funny because i almost disagree with you entirely um not not so much on the characters i do i do see what you're saying as far as the characters being um they do kind of feel rounded out um in that i don't necessarily need to keep seeing them but again like you said they were rewritten for the feature um i think i think format wise i think the flashback use and the use of narration I don't like that as much in a film. Um, I I like a little bit of narration sometimes, um, but I, I don't I don't like it as much. I I don't care for that. What's so compelling about this film to me was the world that they were in, and so I think that it would have been really interesting as a series. How can we develop this world, and how do these characters interact with this world? Um, and I think that that would have been a really, really compelling series of the entire world is shut down. We have four people who, at, to their knowledge, they're the only ones left. And I think that it could have, you know, we could have gone more into uh, uh, Columbus's family and that thing. So not just, okay, his, his family life wasn't great and now he has this new family. Like, why does he want this new family? And are they going to really be able to replace his old family? And 
and that kind of thing and been able to grow that a lot more and i think we could have just it would have allowed to delve into the characters a little bit more and their motivations a little bit more but then also i think a lot of the format of it being kind of quick and fun graphics and a zombie kill of the week every single week and i i do think that the concept of a comedy about killing zombies i i do think it would be sustainable i do think that it would have been possible to really go you know maybe not for 10 seasons and go for 10 years but you know maybe not six seasons in a movie but like it totally could have i could have totally seen it going for you know a couple of seasons on that concept Mm -hmm. and even bringing in other people and rotating out you know so this is this is this group now this season we're gonna go to this group and see what they're doing and then maybe maybe they overlap and is I think that there's a lot of world and a lot of like a sandbox to play in that the movie doesn't really get into as much. Yeah, I get that. Um, because it it is a very character driven movie, which I think is cool. Um, but I think the most fascinating thing to me was the world and a show kind of has the right to be a little bit more world driven than character driven. Obviously, characters are still really important in TV in TV series. But you can kind of let your world carry you a little bit mm-hmm. more in a series than in a movie. Yeah, well, um, going back to Aaron Sorkin's Masterclass, he mentions... We always do. He mentions uh, when he's trying to figure out if his idea is a feature idea or a series idea, is is he interested in the characters or is he interested in the environment and so what you're saying is the environment of this movie you think lends itself more towards tv and i see the character you are interested more in the environment but also in the characters and i am interested more in the characters and less in the environment yeah it's funny because i was about to use the west wing as an example of a show that you can rotate out the characters and they do in later seasons and you know you could argue that the quality after season four goes down um and i'm open to that argument but what's compelling is not necessarily the characters that are there but the environment like the west wing is an interesting environment you could change out the president and it would still be an interesting show because we want to learn about this environment and we're getting to see something new. And I think that's the same thing would be true about this, about Zombieland well, and, um, as a show. And both environments are like tailor-made for a rotating cast. For the West Wing, you have, well, president can only serve so many years. So at if you're going chronologically, then there's eventually you run out of time for their for the same guy to be president Zombieland, if it were a show it's the zombie apocalypse people are gonna die and if they aren't then it doesn't make sense like walking dead well people and... die all the time even if this is a comedy unless you pull the fact that it's a comedy and throw on a ton of plot armor yeah i mean that or you know they're in texas and california in this movie why why can't season two be new york 
why can't season two be somewhere else and jump around to you know and then that gives you the opportunity to like overlap these characters of like now we're in la and then we're gonna go to new york oh those people that were in new york in la are now in new york and that now stories can overlap i think there's just a lot of opportunity to see more of this world and and yeah i would agree i think i was more interested in the world than um in a lot of these characters as funny and fun as they were i found myself being more engaged in um more fascinated i should say with the world that they were in i will say one other thing that i didn't care for as much and this is very nitpicky was i i didn't love the special effects in some places i thought that they looked kind of cheesy and hokey yeah. you're nodding yeah no like they're i mean zombies walk up to the camera and spew out who knows what from their mouths not because it improves the story but because they can yeah and there were there were also like i thought some of and this is gonna this is really really nitpicky and it's one of those things that like i couldn't necessarily do better but here we are talking about it anyway uh like compositing and green screen stuff Mm. um there were some things that i just i noticed and it was like it it took me out and like little things that i thought like you could have done i think you could have done better than that and and those that kind of bothered me yeah one spot that sticks out to me as could have been done better um was when um when columbus is running from the zombies and i'm gonna call it the tilt-a-whirl i don't know if that's actually what it's called the giant thing that swings and spins and it takes out like five zombies and it's like it's almost like it grabs them and pulls them away instead of knocking them over that was that was one of the shots that I had in mind. Yeah. Uh, when I started talking about that, yeah, I. And it's not, you know, obviously, like I can't do better with my MacBook and After Effects necessarily, but I do think that if you're making a Hollywood movie and you you can, and obviously this is ten years ago and things have changed, mm-hmm. um, and the technology has gotten better, uh, no doubt, and we're used to seeing better effects now than we would have been than they than people watching it when it originally came out but you know i think that i've seen tv shows that have better visual effects than that um that have lower budgets and you know better effects so i think that it it easily could have been um easily could have been better Mm -hmm. maybe maybe that was what they were going for i don't know yeah and again, like I said, this isn't necessarily like my cup of tea. So it wasn't as much, uh, didn't engage me quite as much um, as I think it could have. But it's it's a fun movie. Do you have any more kind of closing thoughts as far as even what maybe you thought of something that you liked? I don't know. I just, one of my favorite things about the movie is Tallahassee. All he wants is a Twinkie. We've gone over this. We spent probably too much time talking about it already. But I just think it's great that they wrote an entire movie where one character's sole motivation is he just wants a Twinkie. 
that's it and and what's so funny is that he has like there are obviously other things about his character um that i think are are interesting and good and you know make us care about him a little bit more but his motivation is not that he lost his son and he went that's why he hates zombies Mm -hmm. but his motivation isn't just like his goal in the movie is not to kill zombies that's just that's just part of his character Mm -hmm. his goal in the movie is to get a twinkie yeah and that's great and i think i think they did a great i think one thing they used the flashbacks very well with was uh columbus's initial impression on tallahassee's backstory because the first time you see tallahassee's backstory he's doing all this stuff playing with his dog because that's what columbus assumes it was and then you find out oh it was his kid Mm -hmm. and then they show the same sequence only it's a kid instead of a dog and i thought that was a really cool way of showing all that yeah i like that too i i think what this movie did do a good job at is giving each of the characters very clear motivations and really paying off those motivations um especially columbus and tallahassee um who you know columbus wants a family that's what he wants um that's what he's going for and he gets that tallahassee wants a twinkie and it's very simple payoff but he gets the twinkie um and the girls obviously they just they want kind of a place of belonging as well and they get that and and i I think that's good like i said earlier it kind of hits the story beats of like well everything's gone downhill oh here comes the hero they've split up this is what and so you kind of know what's happening but at the same time it is very compelling it is entertaining and like you said i don't think the movie is trying to do anything more then give its viewers a good time and i I had a good time so i guess i can't i can't really complain about it i think i think one area of the story the script the screenplay struggles is with how much it it does a lot of tell telling instead of showing um like uh columbus says he hates clowns and then he says all right i'm gonna go kill this clown because i need to overcome my fear basically and he says don't be a hero and then he talk like in his own narrative mind is saying screw don't be a hero i need to be a hero so that's a little it it seems borderline self-aware that doesn't really fit with the rest of it yeah and and it just it is that moment of like he's telling you he's not going to show you um you know rather you know you could have cut out 30 seconds of him saying i have to kill this clown and just made him kill the clown Mm -hmm. and we still would have picked up on the payoff yeah you know it's it it's almost it almost feels like when it gets to those moments of payoff that they have to remind us that he hates clowns. He doesn't want to be a hero. He has to overcome this when we know he's a scared little kid. Mm-hmm. We know that he hates clowns. So him killing the clown, him being a hero, we get the payoff without you saying, this is the payoff for what we set up earlier. Mm-hmm. 
it also the the clown part feels a bit shoehorned in in both circumstances because like Mm -hmm. yeah they're at a theme park but it didn't have to be a clown at the theme park and the only reason it's a clown at the theme park at, at the end is because they set it up earlier yeah like none of those if you take it out or substitute it for just a normal zombie or something not stereotypical that people are afraid of Mm -hmm. none of that would have detracted from the story i don't know i uh I, i might disagree with you on that i think that it i liked that he that it was a clown i liked that it was a clown zombie um but i didn't yeah, I think I think that it would have been I think it was good, but I think that there could have been a moment of him just being like Oh, come on. Like seriously, this is it and then completely moved on and it it would have been the same thing. I think the danger with being self-aware, self-awareness in movies is the line between do I make them super 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 self-aware or not? And, like, finding a good balance. Because, like, saying, oh, great, now I have to kill this clown that I'm terrified of. And I need to be a hero. I think it would have been... it. They, that was... They could have fixed it by either making him considerably less self-aware. Or even more self-aware. By saying, well, guess it's time for me to make some character progression. Yeah, I can see something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that because they they are kind of towing that line with the narration mm-hmm. um it's difficult to kind of tell um what what would have been too far and then which i mean i I do think that they kind of went a little too far but it's also harder to tell what was what would have been not enough yeah so um, i think i think the biggest thing is that he's narrate he's narrating how the world works and then he's, which is different from being self-aware. And then he switches to explaining what he's about to do. Which is why I think it feels off from the normal narration. Because it's not just saying, hey, this, these are my rules for survival. It then becomes, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Well... I think that kind of wraps us up, unless you have anything else that you kind of want to touch on. I don't think, I think I got everything out of my system. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, would you watch this movie again? Yeah, I'd watch it again. Yeah. Would you? I think so. I think that I'd be more likely to like watch it with friends. I don't think that I will put this one on uh, just for myself again. I might watch the sequel by myself now that I've seen the first one, but uh, I don't think that I would just like turned on for movie night uh what out of five stars probably a a four three and a half to four yeah because it's funny it's well done but it's not flawless and it's not a whole lot more than funny Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i i gave it three out of five uh kind of for the same reasons um, like I mentioned before, this isn't necessarily my thing, so it didn't click with me quite as much. I enjoyed it. I was very entertained. Um, I laughed out loud multiple times to myself, which I think is a good sign in a movie for me. Yeah. 
Um, but at the same time, I, I wasn't as, um, it, it didn't click with me as much. Um, and wasn't, uh, you know, it didn't give me anything to chew on or anything, you know, but yeah. I was, I was very entertained. Uh, so th- three out of five there. Do you have, okay. So that, that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, why don't you recommend me something, Zach? So my recommendation is not a TV show. It's not a movie. It's a podcast. Oh, man. That goes well with our talks of Zombieland. It is We're Alive. It is a podcast, uh, a zombie survival podcast um, written by Casey Wayland. And one of my friends got me into this um, a couple months ago. I've been listening to it, and it's a very long podcast. Um, each episode is usually under 20 minutes, um, but it's been going for several years, um, and so there's a lot of there's a lot of backlog if you want to get into it. Um, I think they're still making new versions or uh, like sequel series, but. Yeah, it's about a group of survivors in the zombie apocalypse. It's amazingly well done. Um, the sound effects are incredible. Um, Casey Wayland is a veteran, and he so he knows a lot about the military aspect to it. The main character is former military, and um, it shows a lot about the interactions of different types of people and people from different backgrounds in the apocalypse where you never know who's gonna die so yeah it's a it's a great podcast and not too much of a time commitment per episode which i appreciate that's great uh my recommendation is a movie uh i'm gonna recommend onward it uh is the newest pixar movie it just hit disney plus uh for those of you don't know it came out in theaters right before the COVID 19 thing kind of hit and so they put it on disney plus already um and it's just it's a fun time uh man it is just it's fun um i have no other words for it other than that uh highly recommend it uh if you like tom holland and chris pratt then you're in for a good time and you know it's elves and magic and adventure and pixar and pixar so you'll probably cry i didn't but you probably will (laughs) next week we are going to be discussing i don't know if i've actually told zach i think you have did i next week we are going to be discussing the batman movie uh Specifically, it is from the 1960s. It is based on the animated, not the animated, it is based on the live action television series starring Adam West and Burt Ward. (laughs) We're going to have fun with this one. Um, I'm excited. Uh, Make sure you come back next week and you can hear us talk all about it. See you, Zach. Bye, Seth.